right. So for my first date with my wife, we uh, we met up at a train station in Pasadena, had, uh, what was it, like crepes with um, with a bunch of cheese, some pineapples, it was like sweet crepes, was really nice. <laughs> Went to Hollywood for a play and stopped at the Hard Rock Cafe for dessert and like, you know, pie, ice cream, creamy drinks. It was really nice. Um, unfortunately, because my car was in the sh- was like not working properly, I had asked for a ride home, which she she obliged. She was really sweet about that. Uh, but we had to go to her place for her to pick up something before she took me home. So we did. I was waiting for her to get to to get done so she can take me home. And then um, my stomach started talking to me. <laughs> The, the thing that I neglected to tell you guys initially is that I'm lactose intolerant, like, a little bit. Not to where, not to the point, like, I can't ever drink milk, but if I drink certain amounts, it's a problem. Plus, I had alcohol, which makes it worse. I tried to tough it out, but I was in so much pain. I, I literally was like, you know what, can I use your bathroom for just a minute? And she's like, sure, go for it. Um, and I was in there for, like, 20 minutes. And every minute of that was necessary. It was painful, I swear to you. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> and then, and then, after all this is done, and she takes me home, I had the balls <laughs> to ask for a second date. <laughs> but hey, it worked. I can imagine that conversation. Oh, remember, that guy that, remember that guy that blew my bathroom up when he was at my house? He asked me for a second date. <laughs> I'll bet that conversation actually might have happened in some form. <laughs> well, well, I know we. This is the second time we've told that story in the podcast because we also have that story from the uh, convention story time too. Oh yeah, I will continue to tell that story, even though it didn't take place at a at a convention. Freaking, I met her at NME Expo 2010, so it's convention related. Okay, so yeah, I do have I will tell it all the time. The state of play, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. There wasn't really much in there, though. I mean, there was a new Aliens trailer for a new Aliens game. We all know how that's going to be. Oh, please do not end up like Colonial Marines. Please do not end up like Colonial Marines. Dude, they have not... It was a huge disappointment. They have not made a good Alien game since the Alien vs. Predator series. Oh, no. Actually, I would say that Alien Isolation was really good. Yeah, Alien Isolation was perfect. Um, oh, yeah, there's a big one, San Diego Comic-Con being postponed again. Well, yeah, we knew that they were going to do that. Me. Anyhow, we knew all the major conventions weren't going to try this year because everybody's still trying to get vaccinated and whatnot, and it's not a good idea. So it's better to be on the side of caution and just be like, okay, try again next year. It's like it's not going anywhere, and, and taking people's health and safety more more important than anything else besides that we all are comp folk and we all know that a lot of times comp people do not know the meaning of the word good hygiene <laughs> oh it's true and that was actually a, that's actually, a big no. problem in the convention scene you i know there's a convention in houston that's gonna uh that it that is still going on as planned oh this is yeah, that's texas apparently the people in texas not all the people but the people running texas don't have enough brains in their head if you know what i mean yeah that part it's debatable yeah so i do have those news stories up and i actually have one extra that i can throw in for some good news at the end sweet 
Okay, so I'll let you do the new segment. All right, so um, I'll go ahead and just throw this one out because it's kind of the theme of our episode today. But if a, there's reports that if a new if a bill passes, uh, games like Grand Theft Auto V will be banned. And it's not the oh, first yeah. time, oh. but uh, and we'll go into more detail about this later on. But um, let's see, it was uh, Representative Marcus Evans jr from chicago who who is trying to amend a law in 2012 that dates back to 2012 and again we'll go into that later but that's kind of the biggest news that we have um i guess moving on to something a little less catastrophic san diego comic-con has been postponed again uh this time to 2022 um they're seeking to do a smaller event in november uh, but it looks like we're doing another round of, uh, of, at least as far as I'm concerned, we're doing another round of <laughs> online conventions that have been rather useless, at least to my tastes. Um, here's, let me see, the details of that. Let's see. So they're planning a to host a three-day in-person event in San Diego in November. Uh, details, however, are up into the air. There are no available details. Uh, but they're planning for it to be like a Comic-Con light. So maybe it'll be something like a a WonderCon, but with like 25 less, 25% less people. Who knows? Um, it could be fun. But fortunately, um, everyone who has everyone who had uh, Comic-Con badges for 2020 and didn't opt for a refund will have their badges rolled over to 2020. Or you can request a refund. Uh, that's particularly up to you if you are in that group who it affects. Moving on, Apple appears to be under investigation for anti-competitive behavior following the Epic Games lawsuit. So all this started back in 2020 when Fortnite was pulled from the iOS store because of some conflict that was going on between Epic and Apple. Looks like Epic tried to cheat the rules, according to Game Informer, that Apple has in place for third-party apps by circumventing their required payout for third-party businesses. Uh, so because basically Epic wasn't paying up what they apparently agreed to do, Apple pulled the game from the from the iOS store. Epic fired back saying that the that uh, Apple adopts a favoritism model regarding business support. And if you guys saw the 1984-styled commercial for Fortnite, that's what that was all about. So there's a this is big back and forth going on between Apple and now because of all between Apple and Epic and be, because of this lawsuit that's been that's been going on between the two companies, Apple's being looked into by the UK government for uh, anti-competitive practices. At this point, we don't have enough information to to decisively say what's going on, or at least what will go on, except that the case is uh, expected to go to court later this year. Uh, for those who've been following the controversy <clears throat> regarding Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, this may be some good news for you guys, depending on which side you land on. It looks like Hogwarts Legacy, which is scheduled for 2022, will allow players to customize their character, body type, and gender placement for the school's dormitories. So those of you are, who are invested in doing so will have will seemingly have the option to create trans characters. 
Uh, whether this is a big step <clears throat> toward uh, inclusion or not will depend on how they implement it. But this is uh, pretty big news so with regard to how they uh, implement it. I've got a question on that. Sure. If they're going to add that, does Fuda count as a uh, gender? Here's a better question. Since it's, uh, what, I think it's like a T-rated game, will you ever know it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if there's a food mods for uh for cyber oh, there probably are I'm not gonna cyberpunk cyberpunk is fun in the sense that okay so define Fuda so I think because cyberpunk uh, Futanari is when it has both a dick and a pussy at the same time oh dear God uh, yeah I you think didn't cyberpunk wait you close. didn't you didn't know this preacher I played the fifth. <laughs> you, you didn't know that's the type of hentai you never knew about i thought you knew about all types of hentai hey i'm not that perverted okay that's the and moment. and speaking of hentai very loosely because <laughs> it has to do with because it has to do with the island nation of japan and i say this very loose because this has nothing to do with hentai at all um who uh, who among you is familiar with the game the ps4 game ghost of tsushima I am. I haven't played it, but I've watched playthroughs. Well, I can tell you, at least from my perspective, it's an excellent, well-crafted game, and a lot of hard work has done has been a lot of a lot of hard work has been done to craft this game, given that it is um, uh, an American company doing a game about uh, Japanese history slash folklore. All that hard work has seemed to have come to a very nice reward for these developers. Ghost of Tsushima, the devs, have been made permanent ambassadors to the actual island of Tsushima. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's yeah, cool. this is according to Video Games Chronicle. The real I Japanese island of Tsushima has given the prestigious award to two senior members of the Ghost of Tsushima development team. That's Nate Fox and Jason Connell of Sucker Punch. So to mark yeah, the occasion, yeah, to mark the occasion, the city said it will collaborate with Sony Inter Interactive Entertainment to set up a new tourism campaign based on the game, which is designed to encourage fans to learn more about the island and its key landmarks. In a statement, Tsushima Mayor, uh, God save me if I butcher this name, Tsushima Mayor uh, Hiroki Hitakatsu, Good God, my Japanese is rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave this in. Um, Hiroki Don't be Hitakatsu. in the <laughs> Sushima Meo Hiroki Hitakatsu explained why the pair had been awarded with the honor. And, quote, Fox and Connell spread the name of and history of Tsushima to the whole world in such a wonderful way. Even a lot of Japanese people who do not know the history of the Genko period. When it comes to the world, the name and the location of Tsushima is literally unknown. So I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. So this is actually really cool. This is a real. I, I personally think this is a really huge honor um, to bestow upon a, a development team that really just so passionately wanted to get it right. And it looks like they they it looks like their work has led to some very distinct honors. Okay, I guess we'll uh, move on from the news then. Uh, we forgot to do something. I forgot to introduce our guest. And one of our longtime co-hosts who hasn't been on for a long time. 
So starting with our uh, co-host who has been missing for quite a while, we've got our uh, resident pervert preacher. Screw you. I don't think uh, that's the point. Um, no, thank you. I'm not a hooker, and I'm, you know, from what, from what I've heard from all the hookers, apparently you're a little, there's a little too little to work with with you. Wait, how do you know? You told us. Fuck. You told us <laughs> that the hooker, the, the first, the first hooker told you there wasn't much to work with. God damn it. I'd be, be careful right with what you say about things, my dude. I know, right? Especially when it's. When you're hanging out with me and Ryan at Anime Los Angeles. Oh, God. Because you told him, too. I'd ask if you were drinking at the time, Preacher, but I think the, I know the answer is yes. You also, you know, Joe? You told Joe as well. Oh. And I think, Joe, I think Joel was in the room then, too. Oh, uh, screw that. I don't think anyone wants to screw that. That's not much to work with with him, either. Um, and then we actually have a special guest today. We have a good friend of ours. Uh, we all know this guy. We've roomed with him um we've all hung out with him we've all gone drinking with him we've all heard his voice across the hall because it's a very distinct voice and so we have a our good friend mr cersei who's also a psychologist so he's actually smarter than all of us because he's gone to college for this so he knows more about this stuff than we do hey so he's here to raise the iq of the podcast hey there mister oh i'm i'm here i'm here Yes, practicing marriage and family therapist here to give give uh hopefully our listeners some more insight into this whole thing of video games and violence. And before we can move on to the the main subject, which we kind of talked about in the news, uh, we gotta find out what everyone's playing. So, Mister, what are you? What games are you playing lately? Oh man, us. <clears throat> I started re-getting back into my PS2 because beautiful system. <laughs> PS2 so, was a beautiful system. Still is, since I'm still buying games for it. So, so which, game are you, which game are you currently playing right now? The Simpsons Hidden Run. Oh, God, that is such a good game. They need to remaster that one. So I just got back, back into doing that. I just bought the DLC for Smash for the Nintendo Switch. So I've been itching to get kind of get back on the sticks, but I've been so busy lately with pandemic and everything that I haven't had time to really get back on, get back into playing. Because I was like, shoot, I, I, I still haven't even opened up playing my new Assassin's Creed game yet. Like, <laughs> something's wrong yeah, with me. It's funny because some, is... some people, when this pandemic started, they've all of a sudden found themselves with a whole hell of a lot of time on their hands to play video games. And then there's me. I'm a part-time. I work part-time, and apparently I'm working more hours than I've ever worked in my life. And there's me, who is also working more than I necessarily should. So, so to you, preacher, what game are you playing now? Uh, if I have the time, either Halo or Command and Conquer. Oh, I forgot. He's an Xbox fan. Shut up. I am too. Oh, so we, we're even. We got two two uh, PS4. Uh, Sony fanboys and two uh, Xbox fanboys. Hey, the PSA, it was a gift. So uh, I'm like, Actually, I'm not hating on the gift. You know what? Both the Xbox and PC and PS4 sucks compared to the PC. It's, uh, oh, 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 God. Hey. Um, oh, I got something to say about that. 
Uh-oh. See, uh, I've been kind of transitioning over to the PC side, and I found one very, uh, a uh, very cogent problem. Can't find a video card right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's another issue involving Bitcoin and whatnot. And well, yeah, Pre- Preacher, you don't have to worry about video cards. Hentai games don't need that good of video cards. Would it surprise you that I had never played a hentai game before? Uh, I probably would think you're lying, actually. Put me on a polygraph. We'll find out. Dude, you worked for the federal government. You probably know how to get past those. You know what? Um, honestly, I kind of side with, with Drew on this one, because um, you don't really need to put all that much effort into making a hentai game. All you need is Unity or something and a Patreon, and you're good. You're set. Yeah, you just have to get a... You, honestly, you just have to get close enough for people to recognize that a boob is on the screen. Yes. It doesn't even have to be a, a a naturally functioning boob. Like, it doesn't even have to move like one. I mean, have we played Dead or Alive? <laughs> I mean, think about it. These are, like, Dead or Alive is one of those games that we all think, like, all the girl, all the babes in the in the game were hot. But, like, have you seen the jiggle physics in that game? Completely hey, unrealistic. the jiggle physics of a certain anime. Which one? Which uh... one? <laughs> High School of the Dead. Oh yeah, the the the. the... <laughs> are we talking? Okay, are we talking about the part where he like snipes? Like he's he's using that one girl's like chest as a base to snipe some zombies, and the bullet goes through like kind of like goes through freaking like this like past this one girl's boobs and it just like flaps up and down. <laughs> No, I remember because they did a study on that. Someone actually did. For, uh, for Wait, somebody actually studied this shit? Yeah, someone actually did some research. And for, and for able to, the dogs, the bullets like that, they have to be going to, to, to be, we have to be moving as fast as butter as a. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, no, I remember that. You remember they have to be, you know, they have to be going as fast as, like, a hummingbird's wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a visual for sure, dude. That's <laughs> surprised you didn't get, surprised you didn't take flight with those wings. <laughs> <laughs> It would have it would have det- it would have been a major detriment to her swordplay skills. Not gonna lie. Oh my god. But yeah, if you titties. <laughs> if you take anything from this episode, you guys, it's the it's the visual of some of some girl's boobs like jiggling back and forth like hummingbird wings. As fast as hummingbird. Oh my gosh, here we are. <laughs> Here we are still trying to do a serious episode where we're talking about titties moving at the speed of light. How did you get here? <laughs> hey, give it like two minutes, like not even two minutes, like give it like 30 seconds, her shirt's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're I talking about, to. We're talking about preaching lying about how he's never played a hentai game in his life. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> I 
I preach it. Have you played any erotic game like Summer Summerville Saga or uh, Town Uncovered or uh, games that you can download off of Steam? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Nathan, what are you playing right now? Oh man, I'm playing. I'm playing too much right now. If that's that, that's that's not true. I, I can't play too much. It's it's video games. I love them. Um, I've kind of been switching between, uh, based on my mindset at the time i've been playing a lot of control um but i've also been playing some persona 5 royal um sometimes i'll go back into final fantasy 7 remake and this morning while while i was going through the articles necessary for this episode i was playing call of duty world war 2 oh nice ironic i live for it the irony not call of duty but yeah those are the games i've been playing okay so yeah what i'm playing now is um I've been switching between Wreckfest and um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, but I'm actually, uh, today, I'm probably going to do a stream right after this episode. I'm going to probably start streaming uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, because I actually never beat the original one. And so, I do want to play the original one, but, you know, it's kind of hard to find that one. It's not on the PSN for the PS4, I think. Or is it? Is it, Nathan? The original Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let me check. I had it on my PS3. Um, I'll I'll check it out for you. Give me a minute. But um, yeah. Gotta sign into my PSN first. But yeah, I'm gonna be uh. Final Fantasy VII. I think the last one I touched was ten. The last Final Fantasy I touched was actually fifteen, and not gonna lie, that game makes me tear up every time I get to the end. Which one was fifteen? It's the one that the comes boy band 15. one. The one that everyone's like, it's the boy band game. <clears throat> oh, okay, that one. It's the video game version of uh, BTS. That's a little harsh, but sure. Um, for for your information, Final Fantasy VII is downloadable on the PS4. Okay, it's actually listed as a PS4 game. Oh, sweet. Cool. Uh, and I'm also going to do a short stream of Siggy, uh, Fart for Something. I forgot what it was called. And Preacher just had a blackout, so we're going to wait for him to get back. In the meantime, I'm going to go through and download all the <laughs> stuff that comes with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, I still need to do that, too. Yeah, I actually just, I, I popped on to look for that information for you. <clears throat> and I'm I'm noticing all these accessories that are just there for free, just for download. <clears throat> so I'm going to have a lot of new stuff when I go in to play again. But yeah, uh, yeah, there was another one game was like Fart for Siggy or something like that. It's like a 30-minute game. Kind of looks like a Super Mario's version <clears throat> type of a Super Mario's type of game. Nice. But they the uh one of the guys on Facebook said it was like a 30-minute playthrough. And so we're like, oh, that'd be perfect for a short stream. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Hey, actually, I would recommend. Um, I I I used to do this because I thought of a gimmick and I thought it would be fun to do. Um, I started playing Dead Cells. Oh, you mean the. Oh, yeah, where you work out every time you die? Yeah, turns out it was a bad idea to do that with Doom. <clears throat> Why? Because dying happens a lot in Doom. Which Doom, the new one? Uh, The one from 2016. Oh, that one. I started playing that one, but I lost interest. I thought it kind of sucked. Actually, it's a, actually, it's really <clears throat> good. I really like it. I guess, well, I'm still on the first level. I just, I don't know, it just didn't interest me for some weird reason. No, that's fair. Of course, when I play games, my first playthrough is always on easy mode because I want the story. Yeah, there isn't a ton of story with... Well, let's be fair. 
there's a lot more story than there used to be. Yeah. But it, there's still it's still pretty bare bones as far as story goes. Like all of it's in like records and and yeah. pre-recorded. Yeah, things. Doom's all about the killing. Yeah. And if that's your bag, mm-hmm. whoo boy, there's a lot of it. Well, Wolfenstein used to be like that too. Dude, but, I should have played that while I was researching. Yeah, uh, there's two well, on the PS on PS Now. There's like three free uh, <clears throat> what do you call it Wolfenstein games, which is the the launch t- the PS4 launch title Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. and then uh, New Blood, not New Blood, um, the old uh, Old Blood, which is a prequel to the first Wolfenstein, and then. Uh, New Colossus is on there as well. I think New Colossus is the one where you get your head chopped off and then reattached. I think so. Um, <clears throat> and that one... Dude, I need to play those. They actually look really fun. Okay, so... I guess we should move into this main discussion. This bullshit premise the, of... The, this discussion that we've been avoiding for a long time now. I know that one place parents want us to draw the line is with violence in video games. The fact is that a new generation of video games crosses that line containing the most horrible depictions of graphic violence and sex, including particularly violence against women. Violent video games are harmful to our children. And at a time when we need to cultivate morality in our society, these games like too much of what we see on television and at, the, and at the movies, teach our children all the wrong values. And in my opinion, they should not be on the market. Many games contain content that is deeply disturbing. It's almost routine in popular games for players to spray other people with Uzis, to drive over pedestrians, to kill police officers, to attack women, and in some cases, even to engage in cannibalism. Players commit gruesome acts like these using top-of-the-line graphics in stunningly realistic detail. We have to do something about uh, maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it, and also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. We must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. George, should we be surprised in this nation? We have devalued life, whether it's through abortion, whether it's the breakup of families, through violent movies, and particularly violent video games, which now outsell movies and and music. Uh, psychologists and psychiatrists will tell you that students are desensitized to violence, um, may have lost empathy for their victims by watching hours and hours of video violent games. 97%, George, of teenagers, according to psychiatrists and psychologists, watch video games, and 85% of those are violent games. Are we desensitized? Are these children, are these teenagers? So, as you guys may have noticed from those audio clips, we are talking about a subject that we've been wanting to avoid, but unfortunately, in recent news, we finally decided it was time to talk about this. 
And funny enough, if you guys remember Eric Skull from uh, MuggleCast and Thank You for Spieling, I originally had invited him on. But the thing is, he's on another podcast right now talking about the same thing that we're talking about. You know what that sounds like? What does sounds that sound like? like? Sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a line from The Lion King. It is time. So, Apparently yeah. everybody's talking about this. Yeah. And... Uh, from one of those audio clips was Lieutenant Governor Dan Brown. And he went on the air not even 24 hours after the shooting in El Paso, Texas at the Walmart. And the first word of his, out of his mouth was, let's blame video games. There wasn't even time for the bodies to cool and politicians were already blaming video games. But this song and dance is nothing new. This has been going on for years. I, oh, we're, I think to go back to the beginning where the actual beginning of people blaming video games on actual real life violence, I think maybe it was a little bit in 1993, there was that uh, lawyer, what was his name, Nathan? Oh, are you talking about Jack Thompson? Yeah, Jack Thompson. Oh, that ass had. <clears throat> and so in 1993, they were still, they were talking about it. But if you skip forward over to a few years. No, that's no, when no, he, they were talking about it way before. I think Mortal Kombat when it came out on the arcade. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Mortal Kombat controversy. Now, to kind of um, to kind of settle things, this isn't this isn't necessarily <clears throat> a hit piece on anybody like Jack Thompson or like anybody like that. Like the subject I think Jack Thompson video... did that to himself as a hit piece. Oh, no, he he literally stepped in it all on his own. What I'm what I'm saying is like say he, he, he has on a landmine. <laughs> you know to use that violent imagery as much as we possibly can no but like we i feel like we kind of did have sort of a problem with with video games in the sense that there wasn't any kind of at the time uh a, a way to um to manage things so people were just like literally doing whatever they wanted um as far as as far as the conversation goes, like specifically with Mortal Kombat, that's the game that kind of went too far a little bit. And so. And now um, if you think about Mortal Kombat back then compared to the games that we have now, that's like. It's pretty tame compared tamed. to what we have. Yeah, it's pretty tame yeah. compared to like, I don't know, Dead um, Space. So I've got a little rant I got to do right now about Go violence for in it. video games. So do video games make people violent? I am actually going to say yes, people can become violent because of video games. It has happened in the past. Guy in Florida went and <clears throat> participated in a Madden tournament, got mad, and shot his uh, opponent to death. Or And then, you know, there's those people that have been swatted, and that one really well-known gamer that was killed by the SWAT team when they burst into his house and started shooting because they thought he was holding hostages. Actually, Drew, he didn't but, bur- uh, SWAT didn't but, burst but, in. I, he but, came out. But, Nathan, I mean, uh, Breacha. Yeah, don't blame this on me. And yeah, I'm gonna say, Prince, I'm still talking to. You. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Sorry. But so yeah, there have been violence caused by video games. But then again, there's been video violence has been caused by sports and road rage. So to say that video games do cause a lot of violence is is bullshit. So does going to your kid's soccer game at the local elementary school. Um, I'm going to go ahead and step in to kind of just refine that argument just a little bit. 
Um, it's a little, it's going a little far to say that video games cause violence, but it's probably a little more accurate to say that violence kind of surrounds the subject of video games. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. So, but as I was saying, you know, it's saying violence happens at kids' sports, high school sports, um, any kind of sporting event, there might be a fight. So, but the way that the politicians speak makes it look like that these mass casualty events are caused by video games when there has been no link at all between mass casualty events, mass shootings, and video games. The incidents that I just talked about are just targeted incidences where someone had just got really emotional and just snapped at their opponent. Well, because you're using... Because when... Politicians are talking about violent video games and everything. You know, they're talking, they're using an out, what we like to call in the psych world, an outlier. You're using a very extreme case of seeing this and you think like, oh, video games start to blame. But you never ask yourself, okay, what was the person, one, have you taken into effect, let's say, maybe traumatic experiences in that person's life? Have you figured, like, what have they been watching on, let's say, TV, the internet? You know, there are, when the psychological community has been doing studies between video game violence and real-life violence, is like what Drew said, there hasn't been really any data <clears throat> to suggest that there's a causal link. And also, there's so many internal and external variables on the subject that we don't have a clear defining answer unfortunately mm -hmm. and to go on what uh, mr said few ago, few years ago eight, the apa said there might be a possible link and then in 2020 they retracted that and saying there's not enough evidence saying that there's not enough evidence to show a link between video games and real life violence so if the apa the american psychological association is saying that it's i don't know why the politicians and the anti-video game community is are not listening because it's easier oh. to blame video games than it's also a way to how you know shift the focus being like oh video games can be an easy mark then it's like Okay, really, y'all know what the real mark is. It's like a lot of the, like, say, big groups, like, let's say, like, NRA or other groups along those lines don't want to take responsibility, don't want to take blame, you know, and don't want to, uh, and don't want to acknowledge, like, you know, their role in, in the whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. So, play operations, shift the blame. So, you blame video games such as, let's say, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and Mortal Kombat uh, on on those things. And it's like, okay, let's take it back. You know, 1993, what did you get? We got Mortal Kombat. But, you know, Mortal Kombat at that time was very tame. It wasn't like real-life gore and violence like we get today. Mm -hmm. but, and, 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 and around that time, we also got Doom and Wolfenstein 3D as well. And Quake. And Quake. And Quake. And Counter-Strike. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone just seems to forget about Quake for some reason. Honestly, I would say that, like, like I was saying about your uh, perspective on the violence that surrounds events that have to do with video games. One, um, 
that kind of those kind of actions happen around sports events all the time. Like, yeah, um, I, I remember when I was living in in the San Fernando Valley, I'd, there everybody be talking about the Lakers all the time. Like the like watching the Laker games was like a big thing. I didn't care personally, but for mm-hmm. some reason, at least in my mind, for some reason, every time the Lakers either won a major game or lost a major game, there was a riot in downtown LA. And we're not going to talk about what happens when the uh, the when the Raiders actually win games. Oh, let's oh, let's not go there. Because it's I just want to interject what you said. Yeah, please go ahead. Um, even there are studies done by the Department of Education and Secret Service saying that people who commit these mass uh, casualty events. Twelve percent of them only play video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that. Um, so let me but try to point out is, here, but... is that the government studies don't do it in a in a long. They don't do it longitudinal, meaning they don't do it for a long period of time. You know, if you really want to find these answers, you're gonna have to study it for with people for a long period of time, not just like oh, a couple of days. Like you need to go months possibly a year or two in order mm-hmm. to really get quote unquote essential data in order to prove your theory. That's one thing that the APA has never done. That's one thing that a lot of psychological studies have not done mm-hmm. is that you haven't done anything over a long period of time to the point where you can actually say it with confidence being like, oh yeah, there's a causal link when we know damn well that there isn't because okay, now think about it now, how much violence can you really be integrated into? Like how many violent movies have you watched? How many like violent animes have you watched? How many cartoons have you watched? How many, there are so many differing factors Factors. and variables that you can't account for all of them. And I think one of the things we really have to, that the politicians, uh, the researchers and even us we have to take into when we're talking about this debate it's more of a cultural thing america's always has had a culture of violence surrounding it i mean if you go to if you look at the studies between the relation of video game violence between real life violence or between gun violence japan has japan is actually one of the countries that consumes the most video games but they also have the lowest gun crime well, there there are there are extenuating circumstances around that. One well, yeah. of that being that um, that Japan has doesn't have a gun culture like we do. Yes, and, and also as Japan much as I, it's very difficult for any person to own firearms, and they do checks. They have to go through mental health checks. They have to go through so many hoops before mm-hmm. uh, before somebody can even own a weapon. And even after they're even allowed to, they still have to go through mental health checks every several years to even make sure of like, okay, is this person even even sane enough to still own a weapon in their house? Yeah. I I mean, look at me. I'm the biggest, uh, I'm one of the biggest gun nuts you'll ever meet. I love guns. Uh, I believe in very little gun control, except we do need the background checks and stuff. And even I see is like when... When El Paso, Texas happened, and they write or write playing video games, it's like, you know, we need to look at the gun. We need to look at those gun laws. Like, as much as I would love to have an AR-15, I have shot an AR-15. They are fun to shoot. 
at the end of the day, is like, do I really need to own one? Do I really need one? I, I'm I'm totally happy with my lever action or my my bolt action and, and a pistol. I'm happy with those. But then, as I was saying, it's a cultural thing with the violence with the America having is having a huge culture of violence where you have boys growing up and as boys a lot of times boys are taught to be a man you know you gotta go out you gotta you gotta fight each other you know you can't show emotion all that all that bullshit saying that if you show emotion you know if you don't want to fight if you like peace blah 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 if you're not especially when they say oh if you're not into guns drinking beers and women you're not a man that kind of causes a culture a culture of violence but then but then the culture of violence is always persistent in america with with racism and the fact that our country has been in more wars than any other country and so if you look at that culture of violence you can see kind of like that's why there's so many crimes so much violence in america because america was kind of brought up on violence um i'll go ahead and try to uh expand this a little further and this is more of just uh drawing from my own personal experience with regard to just growing up um coupled with some of the effects that um some in-home things happen um sometimes sometimes the the issue isn't necessarily related to like regulations on like the things like the like the like the weapons themselves yeah it makes it easier to do things but i like my personal belief is that a lot of things that happen um that that occur have been at least in the past been stopped by having uh, a solid family unit yes i totally and, agree there and right now we're seeing we're seeing a lot of factors happen um one kids aren't allowed to to go out and experience things for themselves like they're not allowed to go out and play for the most part um we don't um the family structure in the u.s is kind of a mess has been for a while um and we haven't really looked at the effects of the of the things that we've allowed to um, uh, at least we haven't really looked at the, at the effects that we've allowed uh, of the things that we've allowed to happen on the kids that kind of have to grow up with the decisions we've made. So, like, my personal experience is that I like my dad wasn't in my life and I'm not going to blame all this video game violence or anything like uh, or and all this stuff that's been going on and like on exclusively and not having dads in the home because that's dishonest. It's not it's not exclusively that but um, not having a fully intact family unit does have an effect on a child's psyche. There are advantages like there are advantages to having both parents in the home. Uh, one of those is being able to teach children um and this is just this is just a study i've heard from but like you not really a study i heard from but like this is a perspective i I was able to kind of glean from but like there are there are aspects of femininity and masculinity that that uh kind of kind that kind of need to co-mingle in order to bring up kids in a way that's more balanced but we don't really but coming from the experience of not having a dad in my life you miss things like there's a lot of things that you miss like um there like the nature of things is like there are some things a mother can't teach their sons one of them may be a uh, a way to mitigate the the urges that they have whether they be sexual or violent 
So at least as far as a um, at least as far as a possible solution, I or a possible link to what's going on with these kids, that could be a place to look. Is it the only thing? No, but it's certainly something to consider. Very well said. And what do you have to say on this, preacher? Well, all I can say is like it's easy to blame video violence in video games, but as my old um, high school uh, teacher would say, there's no. Correlation does not equal causation. Just because I play a violent video game does not make me want to... Just because I play GTA 5 does not make me want to, I don't know, run up the streets, start jacking cars, and killing people. I mean, That's funny because that's the whole... That's the new story that set off this whole debate all over yeah, too. kind of the reason why we're talking about this now. Yeah, but you have to also consider, like, the timing. Like, this pandemic... Like, there are other factors at play in why this bill came out in the first place. Like, we have kids staying at home all the time. They're bored because of this damn pandemic. Yeah. And, I mean, no, yeah, let's but, also take into effect that yeah, yeah but, that a lot of these people did play video games that did these mass shootings, but about 9 in 10 homes, every 9 in 10, okay, about 98% of the homes in America have a fucking video game console or or some kind of form of gaming in it so whenever they may say like oh this person played video games it's like oh so does 98 percent of america yeah but you have to also consider like how these politicians like to word it and how the public perceives it like take for instance after the in the aftermath of the columbine shooting six um when the politicians start saying hey got um these two shooters they were playing doom and they made their own simulator shooting up kids in the school America, about 68% of Americans believe that video games were the cause of the mass shoot, of the mass casualty events. Like, words means everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the issue that we're having with these politicians is that um, people are, and this isn't necessarily just a problem with politicians, I think it's just a, a cultural thing overall. We're always looking for the quickest and simplest solution to things. So you have you have these violent outbreaks that happen. But instead of looking holistically, like um, like it, at mental health, at um, home conditions, in like in gun laws, and you have you really do have to look at everything that has to do with what happened. We tend to terminate on, oh, he had a he had an affinity of playing for for playing video games that are particularly violent. That must be it. And this is something that we've seen happen. I think this has been a hot button issue throughout like the um, the proliferation of video games. But as far as my personal memory, this is something we've been dealing with in earnest since the Columbine shooting. And that yeah. happened in what, like 1997, 98? I, I think it was 97 or 98. I'm, uh, let me check. I'm pretty sure there was a clip in there somehow. It, it was during Somewhere. the administration. Uh, 99. Oh, no, it was not. Oh, yeah. April yeah, 28th, right. 1999. Uh, so that so that happens and we don't look into their background. We don't know. We don't look at their previous behavior. We, we don't, don't look how, at their like, mental state. What, like what are their I don't I hate to say it, like what caused them to shoot up the place in the first to shoot up the high school in the first place? Were they bullied? Were they socially awkward and they just couldn't stand it anymore? Who knows? Right, and we take a cursory glance at that, but then we hyper-focus on the video games. Yeah, and that's sure that may have like been that too. 
Yeah. And then to be completely charitable, it could be that there may have been like a minuscule effect kind of tilting them in that direction. But we've seen studies after studies, uh, short term and some long term, saying that the 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 link to video like the link to video games and violence just isn't there it yeah. isn't there because because studies haven't really um what's the word studies really haven't done longitudinal studies meaning they haven't done it for a long period of time correct but also i think Thing people are forgetting is that there's a lot of variables that you have to and that are uncontrollable to um to account for you know when you know let's say you know it's like what preacher said just because i play gta like a, like a nut doesn't mean i want to go out and, and uh you know jack people's cars and kill people like a mother you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, because it's much harder to get away from the cops. You cannot just drive up on a hill and get away that way. Right, but also um, parents, uh, uh, bringing it back to what Nathan said earlier, you know, it's like parents haven't. A lot of times, parents don't look at those. Um, oh my God! Before. Thank you for bring. Thank you for bringing that up. You don't look at the warning label. Okay, if it says. Infirmature. There's a reason why we're saying infirmature. There's a reason mm-hmm. why we're saying reason why the video game company says ages 16 and up. If it says T for teen or E for everyone, there's a reason why those things exist. And a lot of times, those parents aren't looking at those. Okay, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, mister. And and that is, and I've seen it more happening now, is that, what, a lot of the teenagers who I've been giving therapy to over the last several years, you know, a lot of them play Grand Theft Auto 5 like that. Honestly, honestly, expanding on what you were saying about the parents, um, you know, I, I, I was working. As working retail, a lot of times I find myself working over in the electronics department because they need me to go unlock video the cases for the video games because sometimes they don't have the keys. So a lot of times I'll have a kid come up to me and be like, hey, yeah, I want Grand Theft Auto. And I'll be looking at the kids like, okay, can I see your mom? Well, yeah, yeah, I'll go get her. And the mom does not know anything about the game. Sometimes they'll still, I'll be like, yeah, okay, this game is rated M for M. It's got nudity, prostitution, drug use, violence. Uh, you can go to a strip club, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell them everything that's wrong with the game. Nine times out of ten, the mom will look at the kid and be like, really? You want me to buy this for you? But then you get, that, a... one per- you get that 1% where the mom's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll buy it for him. But the thing, yeah, but gotta... also it, um, with the way that games are bought now, most of them are bought online, it is so much easier for kids to obtain these games, too. Because all yeah. they need is a credit be, card. Yeah, because it used to be back, back in the day when we were growing up and, like, all of us were growing up in the 90s and when we all had our video game systems and everything, there was only, like, a, a small amount of 
shops and places where you could go buy it. I mean, like, a lot of times if you were buying video games, you either have to go A, your mom and pop, B, someplace like Toys R Us, or Best Buy, Target, or KB. <laughs> and let's be real, KB, KB. wasn't going to sell those M-rated games to you anyway. Right. But you but you kind of see where where my chain of thought is going, being like, you know, when we were growing up, we only had like a certain small amount of places where we could go by, and even if we wanted to, we always, nine times out of ten, always had to have a parent with us. Yeah, I've got a story about that, actually. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know who else might not know this, but I used to work at Blockbuster. I remember. Um, we talked about that last week. We, we, yeah. We, we, we remember. Doing. And so, that yeah, was always the way how we tested new video games to see if we even wanted to buy the whole thing or not. Oh, exactly. Well, here's my story. Um, so I worked at Blockbuster uh, between, I think, 2004 and 2008 or nine. I can't remember which. Um, I, I, worked there, I worked there for a pretty long stretch of time. Um, and specifically, I, wor- I worked in the game division. So, like, I'd, I'd be renting out a ton of games. Uh, and now I'd, I'd always see kids, like, trying to get uh, certain games, like this is one kid who granted God of tried to rent God of War. Um, and specifically, there, I think there's this one kid, I believe the game was like Playboy the Game, it was like something something like that. <laughs> um, and their their parent was there because they, they had to have the parent there in order to in order to rent the game. And she and I developed a practice of reading off why the game was rated the way it is. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, are you aware that this game is rated M? For this, 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 and this. Sometimes, like probably like maybe two out of ten, I'd have parents that are like, "Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. I want. I, I'm okay with them experiencing this. And if that's your parenting style, sure, go for it. I'm not here to judge. But most often, if I've done, if I've done the same thing, I go, uh, "Excuse me, Miss Parent. Uh, this game. Are you aware this game is rated M for this, 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 and this? And the parent will look at their kid, and be like, "Really, kid?" You want to be around this for you? No. Put it back. Get something else. <laughs> so most time, most of the time, even though we do have this rating system, I think because we've got this cultural, um, this cultural exception. It's not really the exception. This it's like it's like a cultural, for lack of a better word, programming that games are for kids. Parents don't pay attention. Well, one, parents aren't even aware that there's a rating system for video games. And two, if they are even aware of it, they don't pay attention to it half the time because it's games. Games are for kids. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times what I've had to do with some parents when they were asking me about their video games that they were letting their children children play, you know, I was giving them a long list of like, okay, here are the reasons why you shouldn't rent this game for your child. But I also asked, do a lot of the video game retailers who work in, you know, who work like you, who work in the front, you know, do they ever kind of like educate a parent on being like, like, hey, like you're buying this for your kid. Uh, let me give you a little bit of warning before you buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this kind of proves the point that. Well, we just talked about kind of proves the point. It's like kids are getting these games. There's more of these games out there than you know than maybe there should be. But there's less crime now than there was 
back in the early 90s. So, you could honestly, you could actually make a link that video games drive crime down because most of us playing video games these days, we're probably too fat and lazy right now to go and commit a crime, especially with this pandemic going on. Uh, just a just a bit of a, a guess edit again. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've been doing that a lot today. Oh, it's uh, okay. One, one again, we're we're definitely going to err on the side of of um, correlation does not equal causation. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you are kind of you are kind of right. I've heard studies. Um, I've I've heard studies referenced that would suggest that that violence, uh, at least violent crime, has been trending down for years. While the production of violent video games has kind of have we've seen kind of a dramatic uptick of it because of uh, because of the uh, realism that graphics allow. Yeah. Um, am I saying that this is a direct cause of the of the doubt of the uh, the downward trend of of violent crime? No, not at all. But um, it's an interesting thing to look at. I mean, and also, I mean. In a way that the, these video games, you know, it kind of does test our morality in a way. Like, back maybe when I was younger, I'd be like, when I was playing Oblivion, like, I mean, not Oblivion, I'd be playing more. I'm like, okay, everyone in the city's dead. But now I'm just, now, you know, I'm playing Red Dead. I was like, does this guy deserve to get shot in the head? Nah, he can go. And I found myself doing that with the bounties. Like, okay, if this guy committed murder, he shoots at me. I don't care. If he shoots at me and he didn't commit murder, I'm shooting him in the leg. Maybe I just edited that part out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's on you, dude. <laughs> but, but honestly, it's like actually no that that is an interesting um that is an interesting point to make because in all of those situations, you have a choice of what to do. Exactly. Like you don't necessarily have to kill everybody you see, but you could you could take a pacifist route. Maybe trank them. And Where? maybe stuff them in a locker. Maybe I've been playing Metal Gear too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and call Otacon while looking at the posters on the wall. <laughs> get that get that special trophy. Um, there there is another aspect to this too. I think I, and I heard this, I haven't actually seen the episode, but there uh, are you guys familiar with Penn and Teller? Yes. Yes, yes. I watched Yeah, I watched the one where they actually talked about this. Yeah, so this is a, this is episode of BS that they that they had on their t- uh, Showtime show. Um, where they were, they kind of took on violent video games. What they did was, they, I think they went to E for All. I can't remember the the event that they went to, but they found this kid who was really good at Call of Duty and like Tom Clancy titles. So they took him to a shooting range and gave him a real gun, and by pointing him down, pointed him down range, it was like shoot the target. <clears throat> One couldn't. I don't think he could do it. And two, when he actually pulled the trigger and felt the kick and heard the noise that results from firing a gun mm-hmm. the kid started freaking out and crying like he yeah. couldn't he literally could not take the 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 use of an actual gun yeah so yeah so th- there's that i mean most gamers in their lives have not shot a gun in real life so they don't know what it's like i i grew up shooting so i know how to shoot i been around guns my entire life but the thing about learning how to shoot and growing up around guns you also learn that you don't fuck around with guns that if you fuck up with a gun you can either end your own life or you can end someone else's life and there's no going back yeah i think the one thing that i remember from i didn't really take i didn't grow up with guns myself 
Um, I only started shooting when, in my, like, in my twenties. But the, one of the things that I, one of the things that I always remember about talking about hearing my friends talk about guns, the number one rule of gun discipline, aside trigger well, is finger off the trigger. Uh, aside from trigger etiquette, is never point this gun at anything you are not willing to destroy. Exactly. I don't know why this, I don't know how this became a gun defense. <laughs> it's no, not, it really it's, isn't. But it's a gun rule that I still follow, even anytime I've had a weapon in my hand is still... I mean, we. I still so, follow those rules with Airsoft. Same. Same here. But, oh, yeah, dude, I mean, we, should, we should go to Airsoft. We, since we all do Airsoft, we should all just go one of these days. Oh, yeah, we should before I sell my guns. Uh, before I get any fatter, sure, let's do it. <laughs> before you become an easy, easier target to hit, right? I mean, let's not do let's not let's maybe not do outdoor because I because all my gear is black and I'm <laughs> a very easy target in in like outdoor stuff. Oh my gosh, I oh, I had oh a very, my god, I had a very I just, bad I had a very bad joke about this. Nathan, uh -oh. I am so sorry. I you, just you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit this. I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit the joke out. Do you want me to tell it? Well, before before you tell the joke, what were you gonna say? I just remembered. I used to, <laughs> I used to mix you up with your twin. What uh, twin? Edwin? Christopher Dorner? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Edwin. Yeah, Johnson. that happened, guys. I was about to oh, say that fuck. if we go airsofting, we can do a Christopher Dorner simulation. Ooh, no, no, because I don't want to be I don't want to be lured into a shack and set on fire. No, not, not not Christopher Dorner, the, the the guy that cosplayed um Resident Evil. Wait, what? Oh yeah, I yeah I was thinking Edwin Edwin Johnson. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh dude, I completely forgot about that. All of us black people don't look the same. <laughs> not when they're in full body armor. Okay, Our body armor black, didn't even look okay, the same. All those black people don't look the same, okay? I don't know how many times I was looking at, I was looking at the, I, I was and I've been mistaken the, for Jay Ryoga. Honestly, I was thinking, <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've been at Con and I get mistaken for Jalan. And just like, <laughs> just because we're all cosplaying the same character does not mean we are all the same person. Bro. I was there for like seventy-five percent of those. <laughs> it's or totally hell. a thing. Or hell, please. Me, me and Magma are two very different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear, like when we were doing cons, like for some reason, Mister um, Edwin, Jalan, Magma, and me were mistaken for each other. All the time, and I don't know how we all look very different. <laughs> Wait, Mister, you got mistaken for Nathan? I think it's happened once. But you're, well, he's like just big and yeah. tall, and you're just like a skinny little dude. Does that ever stop anybody? That, so you know so, how many times let's, I've been so mistaken for black people who are like way like. Shades lighter or darker than me. Okay, it's like a thing that happens in the cock community, thinking like all of us look the same. I can't it's tell also, you how many times I get mistaken for Jerioga only because we both cosplay Naruto. It's also really funny because um for some reason me and Edwin got got mistaken for each other, but Edwin's the only one of the two of us that actually has hair. 
Wait, what? Yeah, I can't grow hair on my head. I Edwin can't. That was your style. No, well, it it's half my style. It's it's kind of like both. It's half my style. The other half is that I started losing my hair when I was seventeen. Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. We got way off topic. Okay. Oh, so, totally. What we were talking about. Hey, you know what? This is this is a B reel. It's okay. Yeah, this is gonna be not just in, not in the blooper episode. This is gonna be in the special episode, the B reel. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have so many special episodes. You're welcome. Bonus Love episode. It's gonna be a bonus episode. <laughs> my my charge people listen to this shit. <laughs> okay, so okay, we were talking. Where the hell were we? We were talking about how how you know back in the day. It wasn't readily available or easy for us to get violent video games, but now with the internet and way more retailers than anything, you know, it's easier now for a child to mm-hmm. get access to very violent video games without. Hell, I mean, they don't even have to. to they, they don't even have to play the video games to see the video game. We got Twitch and uh, YouTube, uh, whatever that failed service that Ninja Jump shipped over to. What Mixer? Yeah, Mixer. Hmm. Um, but so it's like, yeah. So we have a huge proliferation of violent video games. I mean, we've got platforms like Twitch. We've got stream. We've got Steam. We've got all these consoles. We've got PC. So. So, I mean, so if the uh, politicians were right, we'd see thousands of crimes being committed each day. The thing about it is, is that a lot of people don't, is that you're, when they're using those types of cases, you're using a very huge, like, to the left or to the right type of case. You yeah. what you call an outlier. But there's also a big thing like that you have to ask yourself, does the person know the difference between fiction and reality? Yeah. See, because mm-hmm. there is the big thing. Because a lot of times we always try to like blend the real, blend video game, blend video game. But sometimes you got to ask yourself, does the person know the difference between reality and fiction? Because reality states-wise is like, do a lot of these people know how to use a weapon? Or do they just know based on what they see in television, movies, whatnot, you know? Just because, you know, or be like, oh, I saw my kids imitating something. Yeah. Off a okay. video game. Like, Did so, you ever- I want to do a little bit, a little of an experiment with Preacha here. You're listening, Preacha? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, with all the porn that you've watched in your life... Oh, ha-ha. When you actually got down to having sex, was it like what you saw in the porn? Hell no. Okay, thank you for proving the experiment. I'm not going to go into detail on that. But, so, from what I just did with Preacha, he, with all the porn that we've watched, and then when it comes to actually doing the actual thing, it's nothing like it. Same same with violence. I mean, we, uh, for those of us who've actually been in fights and we watched Dragon Ball Z, was our first fight like Dragon Ball Z? Oh, hell no, it was not. We did not fly up in the air. 
we were not we were not able to punch at a thousand punches per second. Could not do a spirit gun. Messi you hack a show. I know. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. So so I'm, I'm you know, trying to make a so you see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to make a connection of you know, growing up on violent anime and violent video games and having to actually get into an actual fight. And so it's kind of like what you said with the knowing the difference between reality and fantasy. Uh, here's another example. My kids, my, my step okay, I don't do the step kid shit. So my kids, um, you know, I think just about a year and a half ago, I started letting them play in Grand Theft Auto because, yeah, one of them is... Um, one of them is 11, and the other one is, uh, he's 15. So they started playing Grand Theft Auto, no, yeah, about a year ago. So at ages 14 and 10. But that's because, you know, they know the difference between fantasy and reality. But at the same time, we I, I monitor what they play. But they, you know, they, they're not violent with each other, and they're not violent towards other people. My my oldest, he, uh, when he was uh, playing, uh, when he started playing Skyrim, and you remember that mission where you have to go assassinate people, assassinate the bride and the groom? No. In fact, I don't. I don't play uh, Skyrim. It's, one, the, it's okay. one of the dark, it's one of the dark brotherhood missions. Oh, now I gotta start playing Skyrim, apparently. So, when he did that mission, he actually felt so guilty, he went and turned himself into the, uh, into the city guards. Yeah, I think there's so, there's also certainly something to say about like one's personality, like what they what one's personality brings into their gameplay. Like for from a personal standpoint, I played a lot of Knights of the Old Republic, but because of my own because of my own personality, I tried going dark side once, and I started feeling so guilty about the decisions I was making with these inanimate like this these. Um, <laughs> non-sentient NPCs that I just I reverse course and went back to Jedi because I didn't want to hurt people. Wow, I'm totally different. I would I would definitely I, go I, to the dark I side. I wish that game could be remade and put on a now system. Oh my gosh, dude! If if Knights of the Old Republic was released with like the same engine, like or so, the same engine, or like adjacent to the same engine that made um like jedi fallen order but you know just a little bit more stable that would be cool i think they are doing a remake i'm like damn i do not have an xbox anymore and that was the only way to play it it was out on pc soon like it was like a like a minute or two later i thought they were doing a remake actually i'm not sure Uh, oh knights of the old republic i don't think they really are uh that's a rumor that's been around for years though a very, uh, yeah, very a... long period of time, but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe with <clears> all the Star Wars hype again, everything, maybe a very small maybe they might consider it. Yeah. So I know I've been making. I, I think my examples were very poor examples, but still, I think my examples did prove that you, it there, there's still no link. Uh, one of the things that I've read online was two tests that they did. Uh, that. Republicans and Democrats both alike use as examples of why it was like two or three tests. Yeah, two or three tests that it's they're always used in studies to prove the link between violence and video games. The first one is a very simple test where they have you hooked up and they monitor your adrenaline levels and your aggression level after like an online match after a very violent video game and 
this is a very poor test because they say now after every match or after they're, these people are done playing video games, they have raised aggression levels and raised adrenaline. But the thing is, like I said with sports, that's the same thing with sports. Uh, I did martial arts for I've I've been doing martial arts for about 25 years now. And after every sparring match, I'd feel a little bit more aggressive. But that because that would be because of all the adrenaline that's running through my body through after being in an, in a violent contact sport. One of the other tests that was normally stated was the hot sauce test. Have you heard of that one? Yes. So the hot sauce test is where <clears throat> they would have two people playing a playing an online match with each other in separate rooms. One person, they would both have headphones, and one person would have a, a special device on the headphones that they could blast white noise into the other person's headphone whenever they wanted to. And so they'd be playing for about an hour, and after they were done, after this person was blasting the other person's ear with white noise through their headphones, they would then tell the person that was blasting white noise to make the, the guy that was getting the noise blasted into his ear, they were telling the other guy, they were telling him to go make the other dude a taco. But then they would mention that, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, this guy doesn't like hot sauce at all. And about eight times out of ten, the person that was getting the noise blasted into his ear during the match would put hot sauce in into the taco. That's also a very poor example of a poorly that's a very good example of a poorly run test because i mean of course the person's going to be fucking pissed off because he didn't know he was going to have noise white noise blast into his ear every every whenever this guy wanted to do it so Quick question so, yes uh with regard to that test that they were that they were using for for video games mm -hmm. um did they do the same test for movies or books uh, I have no idea. I heard I heard about this test on. Uh, you remember the the podcast called Adam Ruins Everything? I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. He was the he was talking about this after the El Pal El Paso uh, shooting. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so there really has been no definitive test. Okay, I'll take back. I'll, I'll take that back. There's been no non-biased test that has proven an actual link. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and refine that a little bit. I, I think it's, I think Mister is uh, correct on his assessment of these tests. Um, they have done short-term studies, but in order to actually get to the truth of this, uh, you have to do a long-term longitudinal study, which has not yet been done. Um, and if you if you're looking, if you think <clears throat> about like the ethics of doing that kind of a test, I don't think it's possible to do that ethically. So it's a test that we because really can't also, do. Sorry, go ahead. Because also with a lot of those studies, there's a there's a lot of internal and external variables that you have to account for. Like for one being, okay, which age group are you going to are you going to use? Are you going to be using people who are in their teenage years? Are you going to be using young adults? You know, and also how big is your sample size? Meaning, how many people are you going to be having? Because you can't just be like, oh, I found this causal link, but you only mm -hmm. did like five or ten people. Right. You know, you I have think, to, I think you one of the best do, ways to... Oh, sorry, mister. Go for it. I think one of the best ways to do a test is 
find gamers like me, Nathan, you know, people who are in their 30s who or 40s who have been gaming their entire lives, and then take a look at our criminal records. Well, that's that uh, to be to be absolutely fair, that's not going to prove much. <laughs> but it'd be like, hey, these guys have been playing video games for their entire life. They've never committed a violent crime. I mean, I I I understand what you're getting at. Um, the trouble is that a study like that, like really, it, it only proves that we individually didn't have any issues. It doesn't, and that whole thing could be seen as that whole study could be seen as hella biased. You know, you're you're absolutely correct on that. Yeah, I take that back. It's just like just because just because you know people aren't you know you know just because people are violent doesn't mean necessarily they've ever committed a crime doesn't necessarily mean they even have a criminal record. I mean, you can even ask with some some of these other shootings or anything we've seen in over the last 20 years, let's say with you know Columbine, Sandy Hook, among uh, Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all. A lot of these kids, you know, you gotta look at their home life. They were uh, bullied. And a lot or... of them had mental health problems. But oh yeah, that have, of course. But a lot of them didn't have criminal record or anything. Mm-hmm. You I know. Think, and... Yeah, and I I think that with all these mass events, the biggest link that's been between them. I hate to say this as you know, as the person I am, is that either they found a very easy to these people found it very easy to get their hands on a on guns whether they be legal or illegal uh sandy hook the kid murdered his mother to get her firearm pretty much wait maybe i got that wrong did did the the sandy hook killer kill his mom too um i haven't looked into it honestly okay, i don't I really know that up. i so got that, that up. i gotta look that up so i find out how to if i need to edit it yeah we'll figure that out um but usually when you're looking at a lot of these cases, you're looking, you're, you're, you're using a huge extreme. You're, you're using an outlier. You're using a case that's like one in a million. Oh, yeah. He did right. kill his mom. Right. You're, you're looking at a one in a million, in a million case. <clears throat> See, when politicians are making all these arguments, they're making those arguments based on outliers. They're making their arguments based on an extreme case of somebody taking re- fiction, a fantasy way too far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, so I want to okay, keep going. You have to ask yourself is like, um, half of the half of the states that these these mass shootings happened at, how easy it. How easy was it for them to even get a weapon? Or for that matter, you know, were they taught by their parents or taught by, you know? So you can't just say, like, the reason why you can't find a causal link between between the violence of video games and the violence and mass shootings is because there are so many differing variables and factors that you have to take in, into account, but people aren't doing, a lot of times when people are doing these studies, they're not doing due diligence and really asking themselves and be like, okay, did you know how to use a gun before you started learning, before you started shooting on, on Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty? I mean, what, we grew up in the 90s. We barely had 
shooters. One shooter game that sticks out to me that I had growing up was GoldenEye. Double Seven. Um, that was a good game too. We all I still have it. it. Lucky. Actually, I think we do have a copy of that. I have a copy. I, um, I think my wife has the copy of that. Let's be real. Well, so, I still have my N64 still. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think I, at the end of the go, day, I want to go buy one. Actually, I, honestly, I literally bought one at Hanadoki Con a couple years ago. Nice. So, with re- with, yeah, with regard to this whole argument, I think at the end of the day, we really should change our. Um, we should we should really change our mentality on this. Instead of saying for certainty that this that video games are the reason why these things are happening, um, and we can definitively prove it, can we maybe just, with all humility, say that we don't know? Yeah, exactly. No, but I want to. I kind of do want to ask you guys: Where do you guys think this video game hate comes from, though? That's a that's one of the major questions. Personally, I I think it's just a consequence of video games being a new medium of of entertainment. Because if you really look at it, um. We said the same thing about movies. We said the same things. We we said the same thing about movies when they were when they were relatively new, um, and we've said the same things about books when they were relatively new. We've said the same things about both mediums as they've been, um, if they as they've been growing in proliferation and as they've been at least, at least with movies as they've been going um, as they've been gaining more and more technological power behind the scenes. It's just, this is just something that we have done, and I don't know if there's a way to stop doing that. And what about you, Preacher? Well, you already know my opinion. I think it's just... I'm sorry. Repeat the question again. I'm, I'm, where do you I'm think this? To... Uh, where do you think this video game hate comes from? I think just the different generations of people. I mean, video games didn't start coming out until the early 1970s um, and 80s, and before that, there were violent movies, and before that, there were violent books. So it's an age and culture difference. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we're gonna do another episode on. Nathan and I were putting this one together. It was the link between video games and Christianity. Was that the one you wanted to do? Yeah. Like, just the, <laughs> to go over the background of this really quickly, um, like, personally, I've been a Christian for most of my life. And as much as I've loved video games for most of my life, I've also heard a lot of backlash against video games from uh, from Christian leaders, again, for most of my life. Um, but I can never really understand why. So it would be, I think it would be a really interesting topic to talk about and to see if there's any way that we can, um, we can stop kind of scapegoating video games for quite as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that episode, we're planning to have one, an actual... Well, well because for one, we, we all know that, sorry to say this, but we also know, uh, we know that, I, I'm just going to say it. Like you, like you, I've grown up Christian too, but I also know that the Christianity community are some of the most judgmental bastards ever. 
and don't really practice what they preach. Well, they can. They definitely can. Most yeah. of them do. We just, do, that we just hear about the ones that don't. Be, likes to be judgmental on a lot of things, especially uh. when something align 100% with their beliefs and their values. I'm like, happy y'all don't practice what y'all preach. Well, and the I- thing is, there's there are a lot of... Um, I think that there are a lot of questions to be asked. One of them being, are they right? Another one being, what can we do? Um, basically, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with regard to um, how Christians interact with video games, specifically as a medium. And mm-hmm. that is going to take a long time to break down i think so yeah it's best for us to leave that to another show but definitely look forward to having that yeah yeah i guess i guess we pretty much made our i guess we've pretty much made our point what we think about the whole issue about video games causes violence you know where we stand i mean we stand on the side of no it doesn't uh, but we would love to hear your opinion so if you actually have an opinion about this uh please email us at uh uh, Gamer News Radio Podcast at gmail.com because we would really love to hear what you guys say. That and if you guys want to leave a voice message, uh, that'd be even better. Or a voice memo, and we'll <clears throat> we'll play it on the air if we if I get it before uh, before I'm done editing, which will be a while because I actually do have another episode I got to edit as well. That's our episode where Nathan and I are just catching up and just actually talking about our history of gaming. Um, so which was a very fun conversation by the it way. It was. So you guys just want to wrap up the episode here? You guys got anything more to say? Um, only one, I've only got one thing, um, whether video games are the problem or not, you can't prove it. At least not right now, anyway. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, what I really want to say is, um, just bear in mind that the conversation is far more robust and much more complicated than we give it credit for. And I think it's, it would be, it would, I think it would behoove everyone involved if we were to take the extra time and really take a holistic view of the entire subject and really see if the if what the problem truly is and stop thinking yeah. scapegoating <clears throat> scapegoating my video games please honestly i would love to have a psychiatrist that has an opposing view than than the rest of us on the show that would make a very interesting conversation it would you know kind of see it from the other side yeah not a politician. We don't know want a politician on the show because uh, they don't maybe, know what they're talking about. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just more. Man, we we got uh, four years of the president not knowing what he was talking about. Right. Maybe and probably I'm right. I think you have to look at more mental health as a therapist and also as a researcher. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to really look into more mental health than anything, but a lot of these events because you also got to ask yourself you know were some of these people having a psychotic break were they using drugs were they was there a lot of anxiety was there depression you know they were having a manic episode you know there are so many differing factors and variables that you have to account for that it's so difficult to just be like okay it's all video games. Be like, no, there is something else. And the only way you're really going to know it is like you mm-hmm. really have to delve deep into And I think 
And I think that's the problem because people, you know, mental health has become a big issue in the last few years, but it hasn't always been a big issue. So with the, like I said, I mean, with the blaming video games, it's so much easier to blame the video game than to be like, okay, what's the mental state of this person? What's going on in their home life? Uh, are they on medication? Do they have some kind of mental disorder? Uh, in the case of Adam Lanza, you know, they came out and said he was autistic, which unfortunately sucked for a lot of us people like me who are autistic because it kind of paints us in a bad light too. But you got to look like, at the, you got to look at that mental also, health. You're using a very extreme case. Most people who are on the spectrum are not violent. Exactly. There's never been no causal link. Besides that, most violent, most out of all the mental health disorders out there, the most ones that you see become violent are those who are usually having a bad psychotic break, somebody who's having a bad manic episode brought on by bipolar, or mm-hmm. who's just hella schizophrenic and just ain't taking the meds and just going on, going off the deep end. Yeah. So one final question before we end this discussion, we move into the next segment, which is a short segment, which I will tell you guys in a second. I just got a simple question for all you. Uh, Nathan, have you ever felt after playing as a gamer? Have you ever felt like you wanted to shoot somebody? Only when playing Duck Hunt. And it's usually been the dog that was laughing at me for an hour. <laughs> okay. No, ser- to, to, to be that was. I'm half joking about that, but like to to be um, to take this more seriously. um, No, the answer is no. I've never um, I've never felt violent after um, after playing an extended period of um, like, say, for example, first person shooters. Um, If anything, I felt calmer because I got all that rage out. Uh, Preacha, have you felt the urge to shoot anybody after playing violent video games? Well, you already know what I said about GTA, so no. And, mister, have you ever felt the urge to shoot somebody after playing violent video games? Not really. I just feel like if I need to shoot somebody, I just pretend it will be them in the game, and I'll be like, that's your ass, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> be, like, be like, yeah, Eight time I play a cop game, I'll be like, pull it over, I'll just pretend to be somebody I really hate, and I'll just, uh, I'll just be like, Cuff your ass. Going to jail. Jail. <laughs> or I play GTA. And I just feel like I just want to pop somebody. I'll just be like, just pretend to be damn. Just be okay. Got your right line, line up on target. And just say, Kapow! <laughs> just be like, yeah. Just, got your just, ass. Roll, you just roll up and go, break yourself, fool! Well, I think, oh, yeah, I think that's just revealed the only one we've got to worry about. <laughs> the actual psychiatrist himself. <laughs> oh man! I'd be like, yeah, I'd just be like, just pop an AK forty-seven, and then just be like, where the sound? Hey Nathan, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only person we actually have to worry about is the actual psychiatrist we've had on the show himself. Well, you know, he does tend to bring, <laughs> he he does tend to take on a lot of other people's problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he gets he gets he gets a pass if he kills anybody. Don't don't forget, you you I've been the resident shrink of a lot of people in the con community for the last several years. Yeah, we can't do we we literally can't do without this guy. Yeah, um, well to counter that one, I was full shrink for a while. And we all I was your shrink. Turned out. Yep. Um. So Nathan, you you should ask me if you gotta ask me that question. What was the question again? 
uh, if I've ever felt the need to shoot anybody after playing violent video games. Right, Drew. So, have you ever felt the need to shoot somebody after playing a round of violent video games? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, like you, like like you, I feel calmer after I've played violent video games, especially after a stressful day at work. <laughs> I think the I think the correlation that we have is that we both worked retail. <laughs> <laughs> and we use violent video games to get the rage out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just, you know, on the game, sometimes I'll just go hunt down the Cairns. <laughs> How can you tell? And now, no, answer that question. It's, it's the hair. <laughs> it's the one that's standing outside the door with a cup of coffee asking to see the manager. That's funny, because that's basically like the longest hair we get in video games in, like, in like uh, character creation now. <laughs> I'm waiting for the game that I'm waiting for the next Skyrim that come the next uh, Elder Scrolls or other game that has character customization. The hair it's just called the Karen. Oh God, dude, that's not fair. We're never gonna get an Elder Scrolls six. Eventually we will. I'm kidding. Xbox. Maybe maybe in the year 2037. <laughs> you know, yeah, after after they've sold Skyrim on as many platforms as they potentially can. Yeah, no, after we're uh, after we're allowed outside our houses, in which could be soon, soon if you're in California after April first. Actually, that's true. They did have that story that um they may be opening up the theme parks to a very 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 limited capacity. Uh, I don't go to theme parks anyway. Yeah, so next, crazy. our our last segment is our game recommendation so nathan what game do you recommend for people to play this week oh my gosh you're putting or this month on this depending floor. depending on when we actually record again oh my gosh you're you're, you're telling me to do this now <laughs> yep. i'm not i'm not i'm not emotionally prepared for this i mean no, i'm kidding um you know actually i've been playing a lot of ratchet and clank for the ps4 nice it's a very good one i did the, the I remake yeah, I actually am very surprised. Um, so I'm, I'm, still waiting that. Them, I'm still waiting for them to remaster the, the other three games onto the PS4. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that. I'd also recommend Control. I've been looking at that one for a while now. Oh yeah, definitely pick that up. And I will also recommend Dead Cells. Nice, if you want to lose weight, unless if you're Nathan. If I kept that up, I'd probably have, like, super thick legs, but I probably wouldn't have lost any weight. Wait, you don't already? I do. I'd have thicker <laughs> legs. You know, thick thighs. The type that save lives. <laughs> Cause I we can't can... believe you just used that argument. <laughs> hey, I figure if I use that argument enough, that sentiment will probably die off in a couple of years. Uh, No, I won't, because since you're married now, you're going to get even fatter. That's fair. Because... Don't tell me you have the uh, dad bod, Drew. Oh, I do got a dad bod. Hey, given the fact that I'm the one who cooks, this is on me. <laughs> yeah, it's usually the wife fight, fattens up so we can't run away. <laughs> and, I'm not going to say anything about that. Yeah, Preacher, what is your, uh, what's your game recommendation for this episode? Oh, wow, put me on the spotlight. <laughs> hey, you should have been prepared, dude. Hey, this is the first time hearing about this. Um... I'm I'm I will be surprised if he doesn't do a game like Shoujo Katara. <laughs> I would say my game the game I'm playing right now, Battleship Galactica Deadlock. If you want to if you want to command a giant battleship and aircraft carrier and fight robots, go for it. Nice, nice. nice. 
I've never heard of that one. It must be a PC game. It is. Okay. And last but not least, Mister, what is your game recommendation? Sweet mother of fudge, you put me on the spot, and I haven't really played a video <laughs> game in months. But then again, that's been due to me uh, recovering from COVID, among other shit. Yeah, it's but, a uh, it's, it's a bitch to recover from. I'm still feeling the effects. I'm lucky. I'm surprised I haven't gotten COVID. Same. Uh, come over here. I'll breathe in your face. Let it be known, 50% of this podcast has not contracted COVID-19. And I already got the vaccine, so yay! Yay. So I guess you don't have a game recommendation, mister? I, I got I got Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Well, that's always a classic. That's a good one. So... Run Switch. But yeah, I so if you want to... I just wish that the internet would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to contact us with your opinion, or you want to... Just email oh, shoot. Us, tell us I'm sorry. Way. I'm sorry. I do have another game recommendation. Sweet. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World of the Game. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's a good one. I've heard good things about that one, too. So if you want to contact us, send us hate mail, fan mail. Uh, you, want to, you just want to send us a voicemail so you can hear your own voice on the podcast. Email us at GamerNewsRadioPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out GamerNewsRadio.com. Uh, well, www.gamernewsreader.com. There's nothing on our site yet, as it has been for two years. Uh, so if you want to work for us, you can come and we'll pay you in beers and chips. We get paid. Uh, no, you don't get paid, Freesha. Damn. Maybe I'll send you free hentai. I don't want that. I want money or beer. Dude, we get paid. In, we get paid in con appearances. You know that. Yes, yes. When Good we point. actually have cons. <clears throat> when, we when we don't know, because probably the next con that we all probably going to hit is probably going to be ALA 2022. You mean, you mean the con that you guys are going to hit? I retired. Yeah, I, I honestly don't see you going to Long Beach for ALA. I might. If we get, if we get like one panel, I might just go for that panel. Uh, I am afraid for ALA in Long Beach. So am I. I was there uh, for AX 27, uh, 2007. I was there for AX 2007 and Anime California. We don't talk about Anime California. We do not. That con never happened. What do you mean? The first Anime California? That con never happened. What do you mean? That con doesn't. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Uh... Okay, also you can check out our Facebook at Gamer News Radio Podcast on Facebook as well as Gamer News Radio Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I think that's pretty much all we have for today. This is the longest episode we've done in a while. It's true, but I think it was a good conversation to have. It is. Yep. Yep. And so this is Gamer News Radio, and we're signing out.